It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Welcome. I'm Kevin Laramie, and this is Soccer Today. Yes! Good day, good night, and welcome to Soccer Today. I'm Kevin Laramie, and today, yes, slow news day. Nothing to talk about whatsoever. We got a brand new website. We're gonna need a brand new coach in Montreal. Gonna need some new players in Montreal. Ismail Kone, Alistair Johnston added to the list of players transferred out of Montreal this offseason. We will look at the reasons why they attracted interest overseas, statistically looking at why Watford FC. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Goodbye, Ismail Kone, to Watford FC, and we will look why, statistically speaking, Ismail Kone caught the attention of the Hornets. We will also look at Alistair Johnston Celtic going to Glasgow, playing for the biggest team. Yes, I just shared my allegiance of the Scottish Premier League. The biggest team in Scotland, Celtic. We will talk about why Alistair Johnston, of course, has joined Celtic. And we will also talk about, for sure, to start the show right now, about the biggest news of the day. No, not the results of the World Cup. We're not going to preview France-England. That will be coming on another episode, coming very soon. Uh, very soon. That's a, a new word I just invented. Coming very soon. We will, of course, talk about Wilfried Nancy leaving Montreal, going to Columbus, the new manager of the Columbus crew, the Haslam family, has themselves a pretty decent coach. And we will talk about a couple reasons. First of all, the, uh, a certain timeline of, of events that happened, or even more events that we don't know that for sure happened before. Uh, the relationship has been strained for a while between the, the owner and Wilfred Nancy and Wilfred Nancy's agent and that camp. The two sides have been pretty much at odd ends for a while now, for months. And it all came to a clash for the famous altercation that took place on July 9th. You can Google it to look for it. It was after a, well, it was two bad losses. One to LA at the Galaxy 4-0 and then Kansas City 2-1 at Stadzapucho. A very bad loss. And... Teotonio, Jean-François Teotonio, a journalist for La Presse, was witness to, well, bad words, I would say, and uh, basically the owner, Joe Saputo, talking to Olivier Renard about the manager saying that something happened, and it was known since then that there was a big altercation. The gist of it, and that is unconfirmed, I don't know if that's the truth, but what is believed to be known in the soccer world here in Montreal is Wolfgang uh, well, basically refused access to the locker room to, to everybody including the, the owner and that did not go well there was already incidents and a strained relationship before that July 9th and since then too there was some bad word exchange on each other's side it was uh, basically a 
well, two divergent point of view coming to a clash, and there hasn't been since then a mending of the fences. So much so that it's now believed to be the case during this season with Hanasi wanted to leave right then and there. When Montreal was doing really good. Like, I'm out. Peace. But no. Players and, of course, the management and Gabriel Gervais, the president of the club and the director, sportive, sporting director, Olivier Renard, and uh, the players, key players of the team got together and were able to convince, according to multiple reports, Wilfred Nancy to finish the season. What's interesting now is, while the link between all the parties, the trust, the wanting to do business between camps, at least from Wilfred Nancy's part, as we now know, was gone at that point. He has been witness to a lot of things over the years, and he, he, he knew, that's according to multiple people that are close to Wilfred Nancy, growing as manager of, well, first of all, he was part of the academy, he's been an assistant, he was with the academy since its inception in 2011, has been an assistant with the first team since 2016, and Wilfred Nancy over the years have seen a lot of things happen in this club, from managers being fired to players and managers having public altercation in the locker rooms. Things have happened in this club over the years. We all know that a lot of things went down in the walls of Stade Saputo since 2011, since Wilfred Nancy has been part of the environment of the club. And when he was in a position to dictate how he wants things done, it didn't go well. So, that being said, that relationship between him and the club, meaning the owner, has been strained for a while, and this was the worst kept secret in soccer in Montreal, even North America, the fact that Wilfred Nassi was going to leave CF Montreal. It's been also the worst kept secret in Columbus that he was going to be the next manager of the crew. He has been seen over the last few weeks at different spots in the region, in Ohio. He has been seen looking at houses. He has been seen in restaurants. He has been seen with the Edwards and Haslam family, which owned the Columbus crew. So, now it was announced today on December 6th that CF Montreal has had a financial agreement with the Columbus crew and there will be an exchange of money here. We don't have a detail right now as how much. Press conference and all will happen later. And you can look on our brand new website later when we have more information because that's right. Soccertoday.ca. That's the new branding. It's easy. It's soccertoday.ca. Already you have news pieces I just dropped earlier today. My uh, news aspect, but also it's a research. There's a lot of statistics. It's a bit of a of a the gist of the history of Ismail Kone. It's a short version of his timeline to the championship, the journey to Vicarage Road, which we'll be talking later on this show. Why Watford wanted Ismail Kone? Statistically speaking, there's a good reason. Even though he is at the beginning of his career and we'll do the same for Alistair Johnston but just to finish on Wilfred Nancy we wish him all the best in Columbus this is the end of the cycle for Montreal let's call a spade a spade it's not just a reconstruction this is the end of the cycle that was started with Thierry Henry this is the end of the act one this is the end of the first era of the Olivier Renard era so if this was movies, okay, we all know the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. Well, this is the Montreal Soccer Universe. This is the MSU. And this was the Thierry Henry slash Wilfred Nancy saga. Now we're going to move to a different saga. The, and there's a, there's a link between the two. And the link between the two is going to be following this, and this is not confirmed at this point, but I do have a couple candidates that I think can be the manager of Montreal. But here, we'll continue the MSU analogy, MCU analogy here, MSU, the, the, the Montreal Soccer Universe. We finished the Wilfred Nancy saga with a whole lot of Canadian players, a whole lot of Montreal players making it to a World Cup. Even though they haven't played, like Joe Waterman, Samuel Piat, and James Pantemis haven't played during the game, they were part of the team that was at 
Qatar 2022. Alistair Johnston played. Ismail Kone played. Kamal Miller played. So, that's Canadian, right? It's moving to the next era. That was the Easter egg. The sixth Canadian to finish the season in 2022. Going to Canada, representing CF Montreal. Was the Easter egg for what could be the next era. And this is not confirmed. I'm not saying he will be the next manager. But all signs point towards one name and one name only. And they have been for a long time. He has been liked for a long time. There's relationship. There's path. There's connections. There's mutual friends. There's a whole lot of things that happen over the years. From somebody that is in Canadian soccer for decades now. That is one of the engineers, if not the engineer of Sigma FC Academy. Up until he joined Forge FC for the first season, the inaugural season in the Canadian Premier League in 2019. And I'm talking about Forge FC's Bobby Smyrniotis. He is my top candidate as of now. This is not confirmed. I don't have any information dating of today that he has signed or that his agreement or that he has met anybody. But in the past, he was a name that was mentioned in the Stadsaputo's offices. In the past, there were conversations between the camps. In the past, there's been a relationship that has been built between some teams in the Canadian Premier League and some teams in Major League Soccer. An exchange of principle, an exchange of philosophies. There's close ties of philosophies when you look at what Bobby Smyrnianis did with Sigma, with Forge FC, and what CF Montreal wants to be. Smyrniotis loves to develop, loves to grow, not necessarily having the top-end academy that he would like to actually achieve the dreams that he would like, but he sees a team in Montreal where they were able to sell multiple international Canadians over the last few weeks, and great international Americans, well, or at least good MLS players like Mihailovic, prospects, to Europe for money. So, I do believe that he is my top candidate if I was sporting director, if I was president of CF Montreal, Bobby Smyrniotis would be a good choice. Financially, it makes also sense. You don't have to pay a million dollars for your coach this way. Also has a very high ceiling of success. If it works out, it's great. And quite honestly, the risk is pretty low. You don't risk financial necessarily instability by getting him. You're not necessarily in a position where he's going to alienate potential players coming in. He does have a pedigree. He has trophies. He played well in the champion. Well, he was able to qualify a team of the Canadian Premier League with a fraction of the budget of some of the teams in the Kagaya Champion League. Well, he was able to get his team there through process that won't exist anymore, but through the CONCACAF League. And you, he won his way into the Champions League from a Canadian Championship type situation amazing well eventually in the CONCACAF league and all great performance by Forge FC so he is my top candidate for now to take over CF Montreal will it happen I don't know as of December 6th the recording of this episode I do not have any information if he has met somebody this time around but in the past there were communications in the past there was also well saying I'll see you next time around type of conversations but those were with different people that are there now. We have a new president in Gabriel Gervais, and we'll see how that changes in the future. But he's my top candidate. Of course, there's a couple other candidates that will very soon be available. And that's where you could maybe dream a little. But this could not work. This could be a left field situation. But bear with me, in my career, it's been a decade now that I've covered this club and the league, Major League Soccer. There's a couple of conversations I had with coaches that have stuck with me. And one was through an interpreter to one of the few foreign coaches that doesn't speak English, that manage, well, it kind of speaks English, but not enough to do a conversation in Major League Soccer. And I had, of course... So uh, other journalists with me, famously, I had Tristan Amour, personal friend, hello Tristan if you're listening, who was next to me talking to Tata Martineau years ago when he was manager of Atlanta United during one of his games in Montreal. And I took the time to listen to him and I wanted to ask through a translator how, how he view coaching 
how he viewed being a manager, but also what was his role. And I thought it was fascinating to me, his answer was, yes, you have to manage, you have to know your players, but he emphasized the educating, the educator role of a manager, especially in a league like like MLS. And Montreal's in a bit of a fl- in flux, right? It has a new academy director, and, and it's a bit of a in transition heading into the Apple era that will start next year. So, this being said, a name that could be interesting is Tata Martineau. Yes, he is Mexican, won't be able to do press conferences in French or English, but could that be worth it? Could the end goal of having a team that receives education that is made better by Tata Martino, an experienced coach, could that be the case? Carlo Ancelotti might be moving forward and moving on from eventually Real Madrid. That's a big name too. That won't happen. But you know, Canada might need a manager in the future. Maybe that works. What could be an ideal candidate? And now I've mentioned one dream candidate in Tata Martino, one realist manager that in my mind is the top candidate right now and could be the front runner in Bobby Smirnianis. Do we go Tommy Wilden, who is with Cavalry and has relationships with CF Montreal? He has managed his team, Cavalry FC, here. Joel Waterman, he sold Joel Waterman to CF Montreal. There's a certain knowledge and certain, uh, well, they know each other. Could that be an ideal, could that be a situation? Who knows? Is there any Quebec coach? I don't believe so the case right now. And it's unfortunate that there's not an established the reserve team is not established enough in the PLSQ. It's they're going to change the coach. We know that uh, it was announced earlier this week that uh, the coach from the 23 last year, well, the team that was in the PLSQ won't be coming back. So it's in flux there. What is there to do for CF Montreal? Is there an easy solution? It's early December, hopefully before January, this is resolved so that the training camp that starts in early February, early January could start with your manager. So do you look to Europe? Is there a European candidate that is realistic? Will Leeds continue where they are? Jesse Marsh, forget about that. That'll never happen, but that would be ideal, but that'll never happen. Been there, done that burned bridges as we talked so what is the situation for Montreal who's going to be the manager I've said two names now when I think about it only one of them is realistic of course and that is Bobby Smirnyanis but where do we go from now where do we find another another candidate is the job interesting for candidates that are the same level or higher that's where the idea of a Bobby Smirnoff, if, you, if you're going to give somebody their first shot at the first tier in this country or well, North America, no offense to the CPL, then, yeah, the job is, is interesting. If you're higher up and you're used to a certain level of job security or a certain level of, well, professionalism when it comes to different parts of the organization... You might not want to work with CF Montreal here. Just looking at how the managers have been treated over the last decade or so in MLS. So that is a big question. Do you go back to Amaro Biello, who is assistant with John Herdman, with Canadian Miss National Team? Been there, done that. Who, who, he might not even want that, that right now. He might be next in line to be Canada soccer manager if John Herdman ever gets an offer that he can't refuse. So, this leaves me with an empty third candidate that I need to look into, that I need to do a couple phone calls, have a few conversations to see who's in line. Who other, who else than Bobby Smirnyanis could be CF Montreal's new manager? That's my question for you today. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we will continue our great show today talking about Kone to Watford. We'll talk about NDG's prodigal son and the road to Vicarage Road. So the journey to Vicarage Road. And we'll talk about Johnston Alistair. 
to be precise, and why Celtic fell in love with the Canadian International. That and more after this short break. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back on soccer today, Kev Laramie. You can follow myself on Twitter at Kev Laramie. Yes, I'm still on Twitter. You can subscribe to this show everywhere you find your favorite podcast. And please take a second to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at soccer today. New website, new URL for the YouTube channel. It's easy. Just look for soccer today or at soccer today at YouTube. That's my new YouTube handle at soccer today. We're really double dip. We're we're double dipping. We're doubling down. We're going all out. Thank you for really liking the new branding of Soccer Today, SoccerToday.ca podcast, magazine, news, and analysis on the website. Podcasts everywhere you find your podcast and magazine in video form. What I like to do with my magazine shows is, is to visually show you. Numbers, analysis, research, let's talk, let's have a conversation while well, you listen to me and you can comment on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at soccer today or soccertoday.ca. I hope you enjoyed this little musical intro, this little intermission. Time to gather our thoughts and move to the news of the day, too. The positive news that was made of public yesterday. And let's talk about Ismael Kone. First of all, right now on SoccerToday.ca, Ismael Kone to Watford, the journey to Vicarage Road. You can find the article, the written version of this segment is available right now on the website. If you don't know, you'll learn in this article that uh, he blew up on the local soccer scene in NDG. That's where he played, that's where his amateur time was truly, truly spent. That's where I live. I'm in NDG for a few years now. That's where I train, that's where I now have a a kid. It's way too young, he's not even two months, he's a month month and two days. So Arthur is not playing soccer yet. He is in my mind, but that doesn't count. Maybe he is already available in my football manager career, but that's something else. But uh, I train with parents that are my age or a little older and have kids that have been playing in NDG Soccer Association for a long time. 
and they keep following this kid. They were at Stad Zapucho all season. They've been traveling all the way to the West End in 2018 to 2020 to see him play for CSN. Huh? One of the biggest soccer talent to come off of NDG, Ismael Kone, prodigy here. I hear stories still of him running past defenders by speed, defenders having nightmares, seeing ghosts out there. We're seeing goal-scoring effort. There's a famous game that uh, they played against Pierrefonds. I believe that's like in, in 2016. I was reading about it on the Suburban. There's been game against Etoile de l'Est too that, that were really famous where they were down two goals. And Ismail Kone just scores two goals in like a fraction of a second to make it 2-2. And very he's very disappointed that they've lost. And you read the article on the Suburban or other places that they talked about this kid. And <laughs> they're like... Yeah, they, it's just a draw, but this kid's going to be good. This kid's going to be great. And we all know the rest is history. But the young Canadian international is on the yellow brick road to success. Of course, Watford and all the Elton John puns and jokes, well, they go well together. If you don't know, Watford FC's most famous supporter in the world is Elton John. Yes, the singer, songwriter, international media superstar who's just finishing his goodbye Yellow Brick Road world tour. So that makes for a big joke. So you, there's a couple of puns in my article. If you if you look for me, you can find them. We'll follow our Rocket Man to the Moon for sure, Rocket Man. But his journey to Vicarage Rose is obviously impressive, and we've talked about this before on this show, where just a few years ago, he was like on amateur pitches just next to where I am. I, I can see a pitch from my window right now as I'm talking to you, and he played on that pitch. I've seen pictures of him on that pitch. I've seen pictures of him on Trenholm Park, on other parks, Josh St. Pierre Park, not far from here too. Those parks in NDG are well known here, and he honed his craft on those well for me they're now holy grounds because he's going to be the next big thing it's easy to say but his meteoric rise is only equatable to a certain Alfonso Davies but it's even quicker than Alfonso Davies in my mind he's a little older not the same necessarily the, the same path he doesn't just doesn't go to Bayern Munich and he's not necessarily going to get a manager right away that believes in him. It's going to be a little harder when he comes there and he's going to Watford and he's going into dirty, into hard, gritty championship. Watford is fourth right now. There's two playoff spots outright in the championship, right? There's 44 teams in the championship, first of all. Well, no, sorry. There's 22 teams in the championship. You play 44 games in the season. That's a whole lot. And 46, I believe, sorry. It's crazy the amount of games you play, and then you have all the cups. So so the load management is amazing, like amazingly brutal in the championship. And on top of it, to, to truly make it something special, you have a playoff at the end of it for, for just a couple teams to, to be promoted. So the top two teams outright go to the Premier League. Then the four following teams in the championship they play each other in a playoff situation. And the winner at the end gets promoted. And that's one of the biggest match in the history of sports every single year. The amount of money involved for the winner is like hundreds of hundreds of millions of Euro dollar, euros or now pounds. Because, well, I, I guess it's going to stay pounds. So it's amazing the amount of money involved. It's They call it the, the biggest money match almost every year. It's... When you win or when you get promoted and you win the playoff or you get promoted outright, it's a golden bridge where you get a whole lot of money. I know the golden bridge is, expression is used oftentimes to explain the relegation the first year because it actually will help you have a financial support because it's such a big, big drop in revenue the following year. But when you look at teams winning that game it's called the biggest prize money in soccer almost so it changes a club whatsoever and Watford were in the Premier League just a couple years ago 2021-2022 straight relegation last year unfortunately and since then the, the all right top team in in the championship and they're trying to make it back to the Premier League and uh, and yeah we've talked about Elton John being a famous 
supporter of Watford. Not only was he famously their biggest supporters, and you can see nice images of him on the website too, in 1974 with some of the Watford players. Well, he was chairman of Watford FC for well a little bit of, a little bit less than 40 years. He was named in 1978, and he resigned in 2002. But he was there for a long time. He was manager for a long time, and he was really helpful during the 70s and 80s when Watford rose to being a... Well, then there was no Premier League. It was just a first division. And it was the top tier, top flight. And they never won the championship. They never won the first tier where they were the first division in the football league. They were playoff winners of the second tier once in 1998-1999. They were runners-up in 82-83. And they were runners-up of the championship in 2014-15 and 2021. That's when they got promoted the last time, 2020-2021. So they were in the Premier League for 2021-2022. Straight relegated. And they could be back this year. They've never won the FA Cup, but they've finished runners-up twice in the FA Cup, which is one of the oldest soccer tournaments in the world. Yes, Lamar on US Open Cup is one of those oldest soccer tournaments in the world also, by the way. But runners-up in the FA Cup in 1983-84 and 2018-89 for Watford FC. But let's talk about Ismael Kone. Why was Kone selected? At such a young age and such a short sample size of professional experience. This was his first year as a professional with CF Montreal. He played 32 games all competition, 2,069 minutes, 4 goals, 5 assists. That's, of course, MLS assists, which includes secondary assists. Expected goal this season in MLS, 1.5. 2.4 expected assists this season. Passing accuracy of 88% all competition, including the playoffs. That is very impressive. Key passes of 12 and that's where it's fascinating to me some of the aspect of Ismael Kone. But I want to dive a little deeper into the advanced statistics here to look at Ismael Kone's contribution with CF Montreal over the last year. His passing accuracy was really good. We've talked about it. 88% all competition, 86% during the season. Short passes, 88 90% for medium passes and 84 for long. That's great in the midfield. You can find your strikers and be able to connect with your defenders if you need to. What I think is fascinating is for a short sample size of amount of games or starts, he has a per 90, so 90 minutes average of 17.6. So 17.6 times this season did he play 90 minutes if you look at his amount of games played. So that is one of the measures to quickly look at a player and see how many games he played or what his minutes equivalates. So I look at that, and then right next to it, I look at the shot-creating actions. And I'm taking my data on fbreference.com, fbref.com, which is one of the leaders in data and advanced statistics that you can find out there. So I'm looking at fbref, and I do look at Ismail Kone, 44 shot-creating action for a per 90 of 2.5. And according, well, looking at the statistics for players that played a similar amount than him, that's very close. Players that played less, it's, it's higher. He's close to a Kyoto in that aspect. And to me, it's all about that. I'm all about shot-creating aspect. Goal-creating actions only come after shot-creating action. And in a long-term, in a long-season, long-sample size, I like the shot-creating actions. When I'm looking at a short-sample size, like a World Cup, like a tournament. The goal-creating action, like Mbappe in France. France has 18 goal-creating actions so far. No wonder they scored a ton of goals. Same for Brazil, by the way. The two best teams will meet in the final. That's my prediction. Brazil-France in the final. And Le Bleu wins back-to-back. -back. Or maybe the Salsa-esque. If you, if you watched me on CTV earlier today, you've heard me use the word Salsa-esque flair of Brazil. Well, guess what? It might be dancing the salsa on December 18th, or it'll be France. But that, that's my two... <laughs> spoiler alert, that's my top two teams in the World Cup so far. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not that hard. So that's good. But one thing that I wanted you to keep in mind, and I think that's the reason why Wasford really liked Ismail Kone, because he's going to be helpful in the championship. He's going to grow, and he's going to be helpful in the Premier League next year when they get promoted. Okay? His tackles... 
including after interception and recoveries. So those three metrics together, I like to add them up. It gives you a number, okay? That number could be skewed if you have more recovery, more interception, and I'm going to sneeze, so I'm going to pause it for a second in a while, but we'll uh, just uh, have a, a little interlude of music for one second. All right, I sneezed. We're good. <laughs> so as we were saying, when you add those metrics, interceptions, tackle, recoveries, it gives to me an indication of, can you create turnovers? Do you have turnovers? And when you have turnovers, do you get possession back? Do you bring to your team more balls and more possession gain? It's easy just to say possession gain and possession loss, but that can be skewed with a good defender. That can be skewed with just you losing your ball. But tackles, interception, recoveries added together gives you a bit more global portrait to me in how you can truly affect the midfield, in this case, Rich Mancone, or as a striker even. He played as a striker with NDG, with CSN. That wouldn't be a problem to see him as a striker further down the road. But when I'm looking at this situation, I think that's why he was chosen. He's got a lot of interception for his position. He's got 12. 12 is the same as Georgi Mihailovic. He's only behind the top of the team, like of the Camacho and defensive players, but for a striker, a midfielder, that's pretty good. And you add recoveries. He has a lot of recovery, almost 100, and he played half as much as players who have the similar recoveries as he does. He has more recoveries than Georgi Mihailovic, and he played more, he played less than Mihailovic. So, to me, those are the reasons why Kone stands out statistically. Looking at his body of work, not only offensively and how he can do key passes, get the ball into transition, find space, and influence the result of the game, he influences where the ball is. He's got pretty much a two points per match statistic influence. To me, that's not a coincidence. Short sample size of coincidence over a season, half a season in this case, if we look at his game started or game played. Uh, but I do believe Eastman Kone brings that aspect in your midfield. He'll give you an offensive upside. He'll find space, and with his speed, he can go down the flanks. Again, I've talked to you. I've heard a mother who trains with me talk about his defender kid who's got burned badly by Eastman Kone and didn't even want to play this game anymore. So, <laughs> when you look at situations like this, you have quite, quite an opportunity for success because he has work rate. And work rate, working in the midfield, getting ball, when the ball is loose, you get the ball, you intercept it, you recover loose balls. In the championship, that is valuable. The championship might be the toughest league in the world to play. You have zero time on the ball. You got somebody on you. And when you create space, when you can create link up with your teammates, when you bring the ball forward, that is extremely useful in the championship youth. And also his mileage is pretty low. He's like a, a he's an older car than the young, younger car of his age, but he doesn't have as much mileage. He came a little bit late to the scene. So Ismail Kone, congratulations on your move to Watford. We'll always keep an eye on you. And it's a little bit funny, the feeling inside, seeing a little kid from NDG going to represent not only the country on the world stage in Qatar, CF Montreal abroad, but also the Deej. In England, we'll be right back. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers step into the world of power loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm waiting for a big wolf to come out of somewhere and attack me. It sounds like I'm in a Disney movie right now in cartoon. Okay, so so as I tippy-toe on my woody floor and waiting for the big bad wolf to come and attack me, let's talk about Alistair Johnston joining Celtic. Yes, the Canadian international who played at Qatar 2022 and was able to find himself, well, a new digs in, in green in Glasgow. He also found himself on the worst 11 of the World Cup for some reason. I don't believe that thing. He put some respect on the man's name, please. Because he's now part of one of the biggest clubs in the world. He's part of a Champions League club. He is part of eternal favorite to win the Scottish Premier League. Yeah, Celtic. But let's talk about his rise to success. Let's talk about Ismail Kone's predecessor in being transferred from Montreal because uh, Johnson happened a couple weeks ago. And he played in Nashville. That's where his, uh, his craft was honed on the MLS level side. Two years with Nashville, but really grew into his role with Montreal on the right back, right wing back, Situation even called upon as a center back and using the right side of that center back a couple times this season with CF Montreal. 33 games played with CF Montreal, 30 starts, four goals, five assists. That's a lot for a defender. Five shots on target out of 14. That is almost 30%. It's pretty good. This is 30%, actually. It's pretty good. Passing accuracy with Montreal 85.2 during the regular season and if we're looking at the playoff situation 85 it's pretty good it's five percent more than he had in nashville but i want to bring your attention to two other statistics concerning not concerning but talking about Alistair johnston so so two things that are very important to me is dual percentage of one uh, he wins a lot of his duels in a season he had a lot of interceptions, but he, he won 97.7% duels this year with CF Montreal. And yes, you might not think that he's that tall and he's that good with headers, but he won 82% of his headed duel this year. And to me, that, that's kind of interesting because he can help whip the ball in. He can be useful there, but he can be useful on set pieces as, as a heading piece too even though he's not the tallest. 32 interceptions in MLS this year. That will be useful if we look at his recovery and interception ratio. 138 recoveries. He is in the top 10 of CF Montreal, even in top seven of CF Montreal with 138 recoveries this year. He's got 32 interceptions like we talked about and you had the tackles, which he was in the top with Montreal for tackles all season long, Alistair Johnston. He has, let me just get the stats here, 47 tackles, top four of CF Montreal for tackles behind Victor Wanyama, 
behind also Rudy Camacho. In front of Rudy Camacho, he was second for CF Montreal, Alistair Johnston for tackles. So the ratio we talked about in the last segment of tackles, interception, and recoveries does indicate here that Alistair Johnston will be very useful in the Scottish Premier League, will help Celtic overtake Rangers as uh, maybe the uh, most important club in the league. Rangers have had a, a resurgence lately. So that is one of the reasons why Alistair Johnston really does and will do well with Celtic and why he was transferred by Montreal. It is also, I talked about it earlier in the show, an end of a cycle for Montreal. So you're going to have a new coach. Might as well just get the value that you can out of these players coming out of the World Cup. You might never see it again. Joe Waterman might be sold. Kamal Miller might be sold. I wouldn't be surprised if you get an offer for James Pantemis. By the way, James Pantemis is out of contract. They do hold the rights to, to him in MLS. We'll see where that goes from now on. He hasn't played, but his name was in the World Cup roster that has value inherently. And we'll see if that does affect there. We'll see if he comes back. Montreal will need goalies. Montreal will need players. If you are a professional soccer player, give a call to Olivier Renard. You might be next to suit up for the Bleu, Blanc, Noir. I want to quickly just talk about Celtic. Uh, of course, Celtic is one of the biggest clubs in the entire world. And I'm not going to act like I am a big connoisseur or like I know what I'm talking about here. But it is one of the clubs that I've followed from afar. And we will... T- give you an overview like we did with Watford here for what Celtic is so Celtic 101 let's go here we go needed some hydration for the voice here they play in Glasgow the stadium is called Celtic Park it has a capacity of 60,411 persons. The boys, the Celts, and the Hoops. Those three are the nickname of the Celtic Football Club, founded in 1888. The ownership group is Celtic PLC, a corporation. They play in the Scottish Premiership. They finished first last year of 12 in 2021-2022 and we will see where 2022-23 brings them as of now they have quite the record when we look at the amount of championship and the amount of things won in their history so let's look Scottish League Championship they have won the top tier league in Scotland 52 times since 1988 yes 52. That's a lot. They've won the Scottish Cup 40 times. That's a lot. That's a lot. They've also won the Scottish League Cup 20 times. So those are the domestic honors. A lot of those were were, were triples. Let's face it. Uh, Multiple of those years were triples. And it's congratulations to Celtic. Their trophy case is impressive, to say the least. continue to talk about their honors European Cup they've won it once 66-67 they finished runners up in 69-70 they finished runners up of the UEFA Cup in 2002-2003 and the Intercontinental Cup that doesn't exist anymore in 1967 they've won other awards over the years and let's talk about them right now bbc sports personality of the year team award they won that once in 1967. the france football european team of the year they won that once in 1970. fifa fair play award they won that once also in 2003. the ufa fair play award they've won that once yes only once in 2003 and the fifa fan award for maybe one of the nicest and best fan and club in the world for the best fan in 2017 I've talked about the trebles they had a few they had seven trebles in their history 
And that's the last little tidbit of information I'm going to give you before we say goodbye for today. We will be back with a France and England magazine preview show and, of course, a podcast also and an article over the next couple of days on the website soccertoday.ca. League title, Scottish Cup and League Cup. It happened seven times in the history of Celtic. 66 and 67. 68-69, all one, well, 2001, 16-17, 17-18, 18-19, and 2019-2020. They were on quite a run from the midpoint of the 2010s all the way to the end of this decade with four treble in a row. And uh, that's where they want to go again, and that's where they hope that Alistair Johnston will help bring them. Until next time, I hope you enjoyed this podcast part of the Soccer Today family, available at SoccerToday.ca. Of course, everywhere you get your favorite podcast, and you can find our magazine show on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash at Soccer Today, or just Google YouTube and at Soccer Today, and you will find the link to our channel on YouTube, and that is where our magazine show with visual graphics with aid can be accessed, accessed. Also, you can see some of the graphics on the website at soccertoday.ca. But as always, until next time, have a great soccer. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose.